The weary Sojourner Caravansary stood at the corner of three worlds. For a multitude of seasons before Oke was born, the travel house had offered food, wine, board, and music, and for those who had been on the road too long, companionship, to many a traveler across the Savannah Belt. Its patronage consisted solely of those who lugged loads of gold, bronze, nuts, produce, textile, and craftwork from Basa into the Savannah Belt, or, for the even more daring, to the Ijama Desert across Lake Veja. On their way back, they would stop at the caravansary again, the banana and yam and rice loads on their camels gone, and now replaced with tablets of salt, wool, and beaded ornaments. But there was another set of people for whom the caravansary stood, those whose sights were set on discovering the storied isthmus that connected the Savannah Belt to the yet-to-be-sighted seven islands of the archipelago. For people like these, the weary sojourner stood as something else, a vantage point. And for people like Oke, who had a leg in all three worlds, walking into the weary sojourner called for an intensified level of alertness especially when the fate of the three worlds could be determined by the very meeting she was going to have. She swung open the curtain. She did not push back her cloak. Like many public houses in the Savannah Belt, the weary sojourner operated in darkness, despite it being late morning. During her time in the desert lands, Oke had learned that this was a practice carried over from the time of the leopard emperor, when liquor, was banned in its desert protectorates, and secret houses were operated under the cover of darkness. Even though that period of despotism was thankfully over, habitual practices were difficult to shake off. People still preferred to drink and smoke and fuck in the dark, which made this the perfect place for Oke's meeting. She took a seat at the back and surveyed the room. It was at once obvious that her contact wasn't around. There were exactly three people here, all men who had clearly just arrived from the same caravan. Their clothes gave them away. Definitely Basai. In brightly colored cotton wrappers, bronze jewelry, no sensible person traveled with gold jewelry, over some velvet, wool, and leather skin boots for the desert's cold. Senior members of the Merchantry Guild, looking at that velvet. Definitely members of the Edu the mainland's noble caste. Guild aside, their complexions also gave that away, high black skin, as dark as the darkest of humuses, just the way Basa liked it. It was the kind of complexion she hadn't seen in a long time. Oke swept aside a nearby curtain and looked outside. Sure enough, there was their caravan, parked behind the establishment, guarded by a few private Basai hunt hands, Beside them, travel hands, hired desert immigrants to the mainland judging by their complexions, what the Basai would refer to as low-brown for how light and lowly it was, unpacking busily for an overnight stay and unsaddling the camels so they could drink. There were no layers of dust on anyone yet, so clearly they were northbound. A drink ma. Oke looked up at the housekeep, who had come over, wringing his hands in a rag. She could see little of his face, but she had been here twice before and knew enough of what he looked like. 
palm wine and jackalberry with ginger, she said, hiding her hands. The housekeeper stopped short. Interesting choice of drink. He peered closer. Have you been here before? He enunciated the words in Savannah Common in a way that betrayed his border origins. Oke's eyes scanned him and decided he was asking this innocently. Why do you ask? You remember things as a housekeeper, he said, leaning back on a nearby counter. Especially drink combinations that join lands that have no place joining. Consider it an acquired taste, Oke said and looked away, signaling the end of the discussion. But to her surprise, the man nodded at the group far away and asked in clear mainland common, You with them? Oke froze. He had seen her complexion then, and knew enough to know she had mainland origins. What had always been a curse for Oke back when she was a mainlander, too light, is she punished by Manai? People would ask her da, had become a gift in self-exile over the border. But there were a few people with keen eyes and ears who would every now and then recognize a lilt in her savannah common or note how her hair curled a bit too tightly for a desert lander or how she carried herself with a smidgen of mainlander confidence. There was only one way to react to that, as she always did whenever this came up. What? she frowned. Sorry, I don't understand that language. The housekeep eyed her for another moment, then went away.